The following sermon was delivered by Pastor Frank Griffith at Calvary Community Church in Brentwood, California. You'll find more information at calvarytruth.org. Today we're looking at Galatians 3, the first nine verses in chapter 3, and we would call it the folly of exchanging the hearing of faith for the works of law. Those two things, the hearing of faith and works, the works of law, are the two ways that people have understood that you receive salvation, either by the hearing of faith or the works of law. In the Bible, it's always the hearing of faith. For example, when Isaiah writes his his uh, prophecy that in the in the 53rd chapter, he begins this way, he says, who has heard our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been extended? Now, what he's talking about there is, well, who has heard this gospel message and who has believed it and thus experienced the work of God in their life, the arm of the Lord reaching us to, all the way to them? Uh, there's, there's a couple of verses I just wanted to read because we are, we've all been exposed to the, this truth about uh, the hearing of faith. And all that has to do with is when you hear the truth, if you trust the person who's telling you, you have trust in him or faith in him and what he's saying. So, for example, in Romans ten seventeen, it says, the, uh, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. There's a little bit of a disagreement about what this, the word of Christ is referring to, whether it's referring to the word about Christ or the word that Christ has spoken. And uh, it's probably the word about Christ, because that's usually how it's used. When, when it is used, it's, ta- it's uh, referring to uh, th- what is being said about Jesus Christ. And of course, when we share the gospel, that's what we do. We talk about Christ. Because when we share the gospel, we're believing that if a person puts their faith in Christ and what he has done, they will be saved. And this is what Paul believed. He goes on in Galatians 1.23, he says, but, uh, but only they kept hearing, he who was, persec- who was persecuted, who had persecuted us, is now preaching the faith which he has uh, once tried to destroy. I'm sorry for my stuttering, but I can't see very well without my glasses on. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, what he's saying is, is that he, he was preaching the gospel when he came, because he wanted them to believe. It was through believing that they would be saved. And this is the testimony of Scripture, that we are saved through faith. It is, if you remember in, in uh, Ephesians, chapter, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, or Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8, rather, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is, for, it is uh, Ephesians 2, verse 8. You, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not, not by works, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Now, if you notice what he's saying is, you're not saved by works of the law, but you, but you are, you have become a workmanship of Christ, and therefore you're going to produce good works. You are going to actually, uh, works will be seen because you were saved, not in order to be saved. You can't be saved by works. You're saved by f- believing. And so the hearing of faith. One of the best ways I've ever heard this uh, explained is, I want to read to you, first of all, before I do that, I want to read to you the first nine verses of Galatians so we can have it in our minds. This is the way he starts. You foolish Galatians. 
In fact, he uses a Greek word, mor- moros, which we get a word moron from. And he says, you moronic Galatians, who has bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, when he says, did you receive the Spirit, what he's talking about is the experiential side of salvation. When a person get, it comes to faith in Christ, they experience it. And what they're experiencing is the Holy Spirit who comes to live in them. And so he says to them, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law, by your do- obeying the commandments of God, or did you receive it by hearing with faith the gospel? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And the reason he says that is that the works of the law would be done by the flesh, that is, through my effort. And uh, sometimes we have that idea that if I just try harder, I can do a lot better. And the problem is with the law, we we look at the law and we say, yes, I should obey that. And we don't obey it. We can't obey it. And we come back and we say, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder. But it doesn't seem to help. We just keep on failing to live up to these obligations to God when he says that we ought to live this way. And so he says to them, did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. In other words, Abraham was saved by faith, by believing the truth that that God gave him of who Jesus Christ was going to be, his descendant. And he says that Abraham believed God. He was saved by faith. And he goes on in verse 7, Therefore be sure that it is those who are of the faith who are sons of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. In other words, everyone who gets saved gets saved the same way Abraham did. It's by faith, believing What the Bible says about Jesus Christ, that's the word of Christ. He came into the world, took our place, died for our sins, and was resurrected and went back to the Father. And now we're told that every person who believes in him will be given eternal life. It's a gift from the Father through the Son. And he says all the nations are going to be blessed in Abraham because Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. So then those who are of the faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Then in Romans ten seventeen, which I just started to read a while ago, this is, this is one of those places that you're probably all familiar with, something that all of us have heard over and over again. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. We hear what the Bible says about Christ, what the Father says about Christ, and we believe it, and we're saved. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And then, so then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? This is an important principle. We receive nothing from the Father except through faith. He is giving us a gift. Everything he gives us is a gift. We don't earn anything, but we must believe. There's a there's a series on YouTube, if you're interested in, in looking at it. It's called uh, Five Things God Uses to Build Faith. And this, this series, which uh, was put together by Andy Stanley, he goes through five things that God uses in our lives to build our trust in him. Because it's the most important thing we have. Our faith in God is the most important possession we have. 
It's something that God has given us. We're able to trust him and believe on him. And it's the only way that we can receive the salvation that God has promised us. So you have these two things, hearing of faith and the works of law. Hearing of faith is the work of the Spirit. It's the Spirit bringing total conviction to the heart of a person, whereas the works of law is our effort. We are trying to keep the law, and yet we fail over and over and over. So we're like, like uh, Paul, who said, uh, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. And what he was talking about, it was his discouragement over the fact that he couldn't keep the law. He kept breaking the law. And he wondered why, because he thought he had to keep the law in order to, to have a relationship with God. But what he discovered was that the Bible teaches that we come into a relationship with God through the hearing of faith. Now, I'd like to, to give you a, a little illustration that has been used, and I heard it the first time, and it totally convinced me of this truth. It is, what is this hearing of faith? And this is what happened. This was a real event in Harlem. There was a burning building, and a little girl was uh, perched on a fourth-story window, windowsill. She was right there, and the fire was raging. The ladder truck of the, the fire department couldn't get in the 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 uh it was too narrow for them to come in there and for a fireman to go up the ladder and get her and bring her down and the problem was she was blind and so she couldn't jump she refused to jump into a net because she couldn't see it and then her father came and her father arrived and he shouted through a bullhorn that there was a net below and she was supposed to jump on his command she trusted her father completely and when she heard his voice and he told her to jump. She did exactly what he said because she trusted him. And she was saved. Her life was saved. There was no broken bone, no pulled muscle because she was completely relaxed. She was, that is what the hearing of faith is. The hearing of faith is hearing what God says and believing what he says. And what God tells us is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And this is what they're arguing over. This is what they have tried to do. Is they said, no, we have to keep the law. That's the way that we're, that we're given salvation is by keeping the law. And Paul is driving home to their hearts the fact that, no, if you notice what he says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, he says, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus as Lord, and we preach ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light, and that's what he's talking about in the creation account, that Jesus, that the Father said, let there be light, and there was light. And he says, he is the one who has shown in our hearts, believers' hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And so the person who is a recipient of this light sees that is what it, when the gospel is being proclaimed, it's the truth that they're hearing. It's interesting, in the little book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul, who had gone there and taken the gospel, he says to them in a letter, our gospel didn't come to you in word alone. It came to you in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much full conviction, just as you know what sort of men we became while we were with you for your sake. Now, what was he was saying was, when we preached the gospel to you, you could see us being affected by it. We were changed by the gospel as we preached it to you. 
And the, the reason is, is that this light that shines out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's what happens when a person comes to saving faith. They hear the gospel, the, the light from God makes it so clear that it is true, and they rest their faith in Christ as the Savior. And that's what happened with the Thessalonians, and it's what happened to the Galatians. Isaiah 53, when, when Isaiah, in his prophecy, he's, he begins the 53rd chapter this way. It's all about Jesus, and he says, Who has believed our message? What message is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the message concerning Jesus Christ. And it, has, it, isn't, it isn't going to happen for another 750 years after he writes this. But he says to them, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, that's how it happens. It happens by believing the message and then experiencing the saving power of God when you believe that message. Romans chapter 10, verses 16 through 19 says, however, they did not all heed the good news, did they? In other words, he's saying, well, not all the Jews believed on Christ. Or as in John, John chapter 1, it says, He came to his own things, that is his creation, and his own people did not receive him. But as many as did receive him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even those who believed in his name. So most of the Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, but many of them did, because the light of the gospel penetrated their hearts. And so he says, so faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. But I say, surely they have never heard, have they? And then he responds, oh, yes, indeed they have. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, surely Israel did not know, did they? And, and then the, the writer responds, Paul responds, first Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. And what he was talking about, when he came into the world, the Gentiles received the message about Christ as being true. They put their faith in Christ. Many, many Gentiles put their faith in Christ, and they were not the people of God. The people of God was Israel, and yet Israel rejected Jesus as the Messiah, but many, many Gentiles received him. And so this is the, the prophecy about it. He says, first Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation, that is by Gentiles, by a nation without understanding will I anger you. In other words, there's going to be a great, great gathering of people who put their faith in Christ who are not Jews. And this was something that uh, was very difficult for them to understand. Now, this idea of hearing by faith means a hearing of God's message accompanied by faith, a believing hearing, acceptance of the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus came into the world, the Father sent his Son into the world to die for our sins, to pay the, the debt for our sins so that we could be set free and forgiven. And this is what we believe, and we believe it because we heard it proclaimed. In Galatians chapter 3, the first two verses of this passage we're looking at, Paul says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was placarded as crucified? That's the actual wording, the literal wording that the apostle Paul, when he preached Christ to them, it was as though he was holding up a placard and with a picture of Jesus being crucified. He was telling it so vividly. And, he, and then Paul says, this is the only thing I want to find out from you. Because see, these, these Galatians, what had happened was, is they first believed the gospel, and then they be began to believe those who said, no, you can't, you don't, you can't be a, a, a follower of Christ just by believing. You have to work. You have to keep the law. 
And he says, I want to find out for you, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And the answer, of course, is they received it by hearing with faith. They believed what God said to them through those who brought the message to them. He says, you have turned to a gospel that makes the death of Christ a fact without significance. In other words, they started preaching a gospel that said Jesus died, but it made no difference. It was, it was no big deal. Jesus died, all men die. But they didn't, they didn't tell them the truth about the fact that he died in order to pay the penalty for sin for all those who believe on him. There are three things about their direction, the direction they've gone, that are inexplicable to Paul. He just can't understand it. The first is, he says, it's foolishness. He calls them foolish Galatians. It's moronic that you would turn away from the glorious truth that you are saved by faith, not works. He says it's totally foolish. Secondly, he said it contradicts what I clearly preached to you when I came to you. I placarded the crucified Christ. He put, he put his life on the line to die for you so that you could be saved. And he, he says, when I preached to you, I told you, believe and be saved. Put your trust in Christ and be saved. And third, the third thing that got to him was that Abraham was the one who believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he told them that when he brought the gospel to them. This is how Abraham became a, a believer, a child of God, because Abraham was highly revered by the Jews as well as Muslims and others, but he was saved by faith. He wasn't saved by works. You see, now there is a, there's a passage in James 24 that's a little bit confusing for some people when you first run into it. I was teaching a class, the first adult class I ever taught in Sunday school, and I was teaching this passage about justification by faith alone. And a man who was a visitor said, what about James 2.24? Well, I didn't know what James 2.24 said. And so I looked it up and I read it. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Well, the explanation of that is this. It's what he says in Ephesians 2.10. He says, uh, it's not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. In other words, God has preordained for uh, good works for us as we live for Christ. But our good works are not the cause of our salvation. They are the effect of our salvation. They're the evidence of our salvation. It's the, the what we do in obey, obeying him. If you remember, Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and, and teaching them to obey all that he had commanded. And so... This is what we see in good works in the lives of believers, is the Holy Spirit is producing those. They have been made a new workmanship. They're, they're God's poema. It's his poem, his work of art. And so the reason that they obey is to validate the fact that they truly believed. And then in Genesis fifteen six, it says, Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. So who are the sons of Abraham? It's not the Judaizers. That is those people who are trying to get Gentile Christians to start doing the works of the law. But Paul and all who have been justified by faith are the true sons of Abraham because they entered into relationship with God in the same way that Abraham did. And then a final word in, in Galatians 3, verses 8 and 9, it says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations shall be blessed in you. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. 
The Judaizers argued that since it is through Abraham that all the nations would be blessed, then these, these Gentiles would have to become Jews in order to be with Abraham and to be blessed with Abraham. But Paul's response is, the ground and explanation of God's promise to justification would also come to the Gentiles through faith, just like it did with Abraham. They simply believed the message in the same pattern as Abraham. They heard the message and they believed it. When Paul and Silas were put in jail in, and uh, they were being held captive because they were preaching the gospel, an earthquake uh, happened and their chains were, were fell off. They were broken loose. And the jailer who lived in a house right by the jail could see what had happened. And it scared him to death because if all the, if all of the prisoners escaped, they would kill the jailer. And so they yelled to him and said, no, don't harm yourself. Everything's okay. We're right here. We're not leaving. We'll be right here. They didn't run and they waited. And so when he came out, this is what he said to them. What must I do to be saved? And the answer that Paul and Silas gave him was, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved, you and your household. That is meaning that all of those of your household, if they believe, they'll be saved also. And so this is how salvation comes to us. It's believing the word about Christ, that he came into the world to die for our sins, and he was, he was buried and he was resurrected, and all who believe on him will be saved. They will be forgiven of their sins and given eternal life. Galatians 3.9 says, So then those who are of the faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. The conclusion, in other words, of our relationship with Abraham is, uh, he says, who are the ones who enter this, this into spiritual blessing? It's those who approach God the way Abraham did. It was by faith. He believed God. God told him he would, be, he would save him if he simply trusted him. And that's exactly what he did. So those who are of faith are those who are saved. So let me ask you, where are you? Are you standing in faith? Are you standing by the Spirit or the flesh? If you're standing in, in faith in Christ, then you have received justification. If you stand in the flesh, your own efforts, what you can do for God, you are condemned. And that's, that's the, the sum total of the, of the message in the New Testament about justification by faith. We are justified, and justification is a big word. All it means is God declared us to be righteous. We are right with God. We have a relationship with God, and he has forgiven us because his son came into the world and took our place and paid the penalty for our sins and gave us eternal life, which the Father had given him so that he could give to us, which is what we're told in 1 John 5, verses 11 and 12. And so listen to this. This is Galatians 3.2. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? I've read this to you before, but, or by hearing with faith. Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Which everyone knows, this is how I receive the experience of salvation, is by believing. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And so he says to them, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? That, you're, that is your own efforts. You're going to take on the law of God and obey it perfectly so God could uh, perfect you? No. Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? And all he's saying to them is, so then does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law? Does he bless you because you keep his rules? No, he blesses you because of your faith. It's by the hearing with faith. And hearing with faith is 
by hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and you come to believe on him as the Savior. He's the only one who can save us. I can still remember when I was a little child and I was told the gospel and I was told that if I believed on him, I would be saved. And I can remember what good news that was I, because I believed it. I believed it was true. And so when I heard the message about him, that he had died for our sins, he was buried and rose again, and that all who come to him in faith would be saved, I believed it. I was convinced that it was true because I trusted Jesus Christ, because I trusted the messenger that he had sent to me and explained to me how you could be saved. It's not by works. It's not by doing good things. It's by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Galatians is all about. And that's what all the hubbub's about. It's because these Galatians were turning away from faith and embracing works of the law. They thought that the thing they should do was do what the, the Jewish people were telling them. You should keep the law and you'll be saved by keeping the law. And, and Paul wants them to know, no, you are, can only be saved by believing the truth about Jesus Christ. And that's what they had done. That's what this was all about. And that's how an unbeliever can believe. We're told that this, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is what he says. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, those who are not becoming saved through faith in Christ. He says, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus as Lord, and we preach ourselves as bondservants of Jesus Christ for Jesus' sake. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. The reason I repeated that is it's so important. That's, that's uh, the book of Galatians, and he is telling us that this is Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. And this is a glorious truth. It's the truth that you can be saved by simply believing the report about Jesus Christ, what God's testimony is concerning his son. That is what you must do. I once had a man who, uh, um, it was, he was probably in his late 70s, and he had had a stroke. And so he was talking to me, and he said, you know, I know I need to change my life because I'm not living like I should. And I understood him to be saying, that he was saying that I'm afraid I'm not going to go to heaven. I'm not going to ever see God or see Christ because I've never really believed on him. And uh, I said to him, you know, there's no way you could ever get to heaven unless God were to give it to you. And that's what he's done. And this is what the New Testament teaches. It teaches us that we can be saved by faith, by believing the word about Christ. Jesus Christ has come to set you free, and he wants to give you this gift. And if you will believe him, he'll give it to you. Well, that man did believe, and he was given this gift. And right now he is in the presence of Christ because of that one act of faith, of trusting Jesus Christ as he was presented to us through the gospel. That's a glorious truth, and it's something that we should uh, uh, believe, embrace, and to share with others. Let me pray in closing. Our Father, we thank you so much for the grace that you've shown to us in bringing us the gospel. We thank you, Father, that you brought us the gospel in such a simple way. We came to hear the truth, the report about Jesus Christ, that he had come into the world, that he'd gone to the cross and took our place and paid the full penalty for our sins so that we could be his children. 
we could be a part of his people. And we thank you for that. And we pray for every person who hears this, that this glorious truth of the gospel would sink deep into their heart and they would come to realize this is a gift from Almighty God. It's a glorious gift, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. To respond to this message or learn more, please visit calvarytruth.org.